Welcome back to Ready, Set, Real Estate. Thanks for tuning in to episode 31 with my guest, Rick Mathis, executive director of the film series Black Friday and international deal maker, hip hop icon, philanthropist and author, Dr. Glenn Toby. While this was a powerful episode and the content was amazing, Rick oftentimes is at conferences, seminars, and community outreach events, so we had to catch him while he was on the go. And in this instance, he was. And we received a little interference with his background. Nevertheless, the show was powerful, and I promise you'll enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Well, it is about that time for Ready, Set, Real Estate with yours truly, Lisa Puerto, super agent, the one, the only, and the original. OMG, I am beyond ecstatic about today's show. I am so pumped. I am so fired. And especially since I have just returned from a phenomenal and powerful trip from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, celebrating the Generational Wealth Building Conference. And I am so, so happy to see you all continue to support. Oh, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. We want to thank our sponsors for what they do and believing in us and trusting in us. And that is Thelonious C. Jones, What the Real Estate Gurus Don't Tell You. What the Real Estate Gurus Don't Tell You.com. And we are getting ready for an amazing show. I mean, we're already ready. Ready, set, real estate. I bring you, oh, I have been saying this. This is an amazing panel. This is an amazing, amazing panel. And I have Rick Mathis. What Rick up, what Mathis up, what up? With us today. And we are going to share so much about film, entertainment, music, nonprofit, philanthropy, real estate, of course. Just a plethora of things that we have available. Rick Mathis is the executive director of the film Black Friday. This is a provocative documentary that you guys have been getting hip to. So I am so happy that Rick is on the show and we'll delve more into how we connected, how I had been supporting this brother three years before actually connecting with him. So that is very powerful. And of course, we have as well, Dr. Glenn Toby. Oh, 
You talk about mastermind. You talk about master teacher. You talk about taking from master student gifts, talents, experience, and knowledge and bringing it to the forefront and sharing that with you. Dr. Glenn Toby, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. I, You have so much. So <laughs> I got to get hip to you. Absolutely. So what we will do today, especially because this is a very unique setting for us all uh, in terms of having two guests on the show. And this is makes it a powerhouse, really, at this point. And I want to first touch on talking about where we're from and how we got started in terms of our interests, how we've been inspired. And I know we didn't talk about roll call. So Glenn, I have you up. I'm, I'm just going to uh, start in with you. And I just want to give people who aren't familiar uh, with you. And so you actually have a very passionate um, I think moving story, and especially as we talk about real estate, as we talk about building, as we talk about community, um, you have a story that you, from the age of eight, um, had experience being homeless um, in the streets of New York City. Yes. Uh, and my, mother, my mother was a hardworking woman. You know, we had a housing situation been going on forever it's, and people like you are edifying and coming up with strategies of making the difference. I'd be happy to talk about that. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to learning more about that, especially, and this is what this is about. This is about the edifying. This is about bringing people up in their challenges. And when, when I say challenges, I want to spotlight Rick because Rick addresses challenges in terms of the community and what those challenges might be. For those of you who are not familiar uh, with Black Friday, the documentary, get hit to it. Very mm -hmm. moving, very telling. Uh, Black Friday, what legacy will you leave? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes how, how you doing today? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, definitely excited about being here, sharing the information with you guys about the film Black Friday, as well as the Black Friday film series which features three installments, Black, wow. Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday, the remix and Black Friday part two. So definitely looking forward to uh, speaking to you about uh, each one of those films, as well as the kids money book, which parallels Black Friday, too. Absolutely. So I would like to just kind of start with you, Rick. And um, it was absolutely just a, an absolute honor. And it was exciting to actually connect with you especially because with the work that I've been doing with the youth movement, real estate literacy and the education and empowering and empowering our community with terms and concepts. And you released your first film. I shared with you, I said, yes, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> someone put the visual to what's mm -hmm. in my mental. And so tell me what inspired that? Let's just touch on that. Why now? Why now? Man. There are a couple of things that inspired it. Number one, uh, right now, we're in the technology age. Uh, the way of doing business, the way of being successful has been disrupted by technology. So uh, the days of working a 40-hour-a-week job 
40 years and retiring with a gold watch and a pension plan is done. So right mm -hmm. now you have to come up with a creative product, a creative service, you know, some intellectual properties, and you have to sell yourself. Right now it's more about your brand. It's more about your brand than more than anything. And, um, you know, as African-Americans here on this continent, we've been primarily been taught to be uh, employees and consumers. So we really mm -hmm. haven't been taught to be entrepreneurs. So therefore, I wanted to create uh, a product or a platform where we can dialogue, we can talk about being an entrepreneur and actually having intellectual property businesses, things that we can pass down to the next generation. So that's why I, one of the main reasons why I created uh, the Black Friday film series. That's amazing. And I know that was a mouthful. And I just want people to just really let that sit for a while. Let that resonate with you because it the onus is on us, on the individuals yeah. to really take on a new perspective, a new dialogue and shift your thinking and embody new philosophies, especially when we're talking about job creations, right? Because when we look at where people are employed, it is the entrepreneur and the business owner that yeah. has made a, a huge contribution to this thing we call the cycle of money and the cycle of life and the cycle of currency. Mm -hmm. So we thank you. I'm just going to say that on hey, the, for, for the record. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I, as we're talking about currency and sharing that, Glenn, I really want to touch on you and we talk about currency and entrepreneurship because you embody that in terms of creating. So you have innovated. You are one of those iconic legends in the music industry. And it is an absolute pleasure to share this space with you right now and build with you. So as we're talking about entrepreneurship and you are Dr. Glenn Toby, and you embody so much in terms of entre entrepreneurship, being a talent manager, um, an author, music producer, you're everything creative. Share with us how you how that is translating into the lives you touch and really how that's been impacting your life in terms of creation and opportunities for others. You know, creation is extremely important. So for historically, We've always created, whether it was jazz, whether it was hip hop, whether it was artwork, so many scientific that we have brought into the universe and never got credit. So we have that first phase. All the focus was on the creation. All the focus was giving somebody else things that had tremendous amounts of value that we did not control. Mm -hmm. That we acquiesce and be able to develop further. Now we're in this new age, this technology age, and we're able to control, mandate how we want our intellectual property to be used. Whether you're an author, you're writing a book, a musician, you could be you know, Rick Mathis who's making films and writing books. And at some point he's probably going to be doing some acting if he doesn't. <laughs> but there's so many forms of this creative expression that are clearly uh, intellectual property. And that is such a, a, a powerful asset. Your thoughts, your concepts, your blueprints, your pathways, we own these. And this is why we're seeing tremendous amounts of wealth being transferred to these young artists that are changing the world. Because it's, whether it's streaming, revenue. You get paid four or five different ways today 
from your bedroom, you could literally create millions of dollars of wealth and see over a hundred thousand dollars in six months very quite easily if you follow some basic steps and you put the right uh, precepts into place. You know, uh, exactly. It's, it, here's what fascinates me by that. That resonates with me. Why? Because here I'm in my office. Thanks to technology, we are broadcasting on podcasts, radio everywhere, uh, part of the Stitcher radio family now. Gives us exposure to four million car, da uh, car dashboards across the country. You're right, right? We've always done that. We've been that. And now you touch on something that I have done a webinar on that I stress, which is IP, intellectual property. And people don't realize social media is commerce. And a lot of creativity you're putting out in this commerce should be protected. <laughs> yes that's true i'm just i jumped look i i'm just saying on that i'm just saying so when you talk about strategies i'm gonna i'm i definitely want to kind of go in there with you glenn in terms of strategies especially one of the things that i i would like to hear from you we we see a lot of talent and we see that people are coming when I say people, corporations and entities are seeking talent in areas that they have not done before. And for those who are seeking to delve into the entertainment or in the creative space, what is something you think that you're looking for as a talent manager, what they may be looking for, and how are you supporting that? Well, you know, the most important thing is all of us have talent. Some of us tap into it. Somebody get into our resources. We're born rich. We might come through poverty, and some of us are born rich and we go through wealth. So it's there. The most important thing is that people start to document what they're creating. Mm. Right. Trademark, get on the uh, internet, get the URL. We can talk about so many different strategies and ways because content today is king. We've heard it a million times. Content mm. is from the local broadcast when you see these crazy people on the news and they say, why do they interview these crazy people? It's great content and it's a driver. If you look at the local news, especially in our communities, people that are voicing from our community, a lot of times it's somebody that would need some help or a hug from us, right? But they're always at the forefront. So if you look at content, it comes in so many different forms, general ideas, a play, a broadcast, even on Twitter, when people go into Twitter battles, crazy stuff on world, on a, a world what is it, hip hop? What's with that, right? right. The world, what's the name of that big website? All hip-hop? It's not all hip-hop. It's all world star. World star. So if you look at world star, so many crazy things. Some of them are amazing news that are just as centric as CNN or Fox or anywhere else. And some of it is right. just crazy. It's millions and millions of streams. So if somebody had a strategy and they were to take a minute to craft their graphic arts, make sure they have their URLs right, their social media is properly exchanged, their networking properly, that is a good way a talent manager, a record company, a director like Rick, or a, a, a Fortune 500 conglomerate. We're seeing an emergency today that people just like you, you're broadcasting no different, and your reach is insane. I mean, you have access to four million people. And what the creator or the person that's interviewing does with what you give us is up to them. I'm gonna take my base and tap it into your four million, and I'm gonna continue to broadcast and go back and forth. So people, social currency, 
human currency as as great as financial currency, especially if you know you don't have millions of dollars coming in every day and you weren't born a millionaire and the checks ain't coming through, then is social, emotional, and spiritual currency because that moves people and that creates opportunities so that you can be seen you know, on a, on a basic narrative, talking about what you want to talk about, whether you're singing, dancing, coming up with ideas. And if you put your social media properly and tie into a Rick Mathis, who has a tremendous viewership, if you're with Lee, you know, it's going to continue to grow and go viral. And that is the evidence of your work. It also creates an audience that will give you the power and leverage to demand the kind of money that you want and the platform that you need. I am listening and see, this is what I remind my audience. I receive all of that. And for those of you who are listening, I re receive all of that. Um, and this is what I enjoy about doing this show and bringing on various walks of life, talents, experience, wisdom is because I get to be master student as I am excelling and taking my craft. Rick, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. As we're talking about, as he mentioned about in terms of someone like you, what is the goal or what has been the goal for the, the Black Friday film series? What, what does that vision look like for you? Man, we have several goals. Uh, one in particular is to create a catalog of intellectual property. Mm. Um, just stated, you know, this is the age where content is king. So my thinking behind the Black Friday's film series is to have a catalog of Black Friday content. And the reason why a lot of people ask, well, why did you call it Black Friday? Uh, number one, because it's a very, um, it's a name that really resonates with, with us. It's a powerful name and it's a name that has history. And the thing about Black Friday is that it's tied to the calendar, meaning that Every year, Black Friday comes around in November. So every year I can release my content, whether it's the film Black Friday, Black Friday, the remix, Black Friday part two, I can release content every year and it still will be relative. Mm. Because it's going to take us hundreds of years to actually get our money back, get our money right, and to position ourselves to where we've actually closed that wealth gap. You see what I'm saying? So this is going to be a conversation that we're going to have for the next hundred years, at least. You see what I'm saying? So therefore, this topic, this content, this information will still be relative. Anytime I produce a product, I always look at marketing first, because if you can't identify your market and you can't tie that market to the calendar, then guess what? You're hustling backwards. Mm. When you release anything, I always look at the calendar because the calendar dictates what mode or what frame of mind that we're in. You know what I'm saying? Look at the calendar. Yeah. Every month we have a holiday. <laughs> Think about it. And some months we have two holidays. You know, so if you can tie your product or what you're doing into the calendar, then that way your uh, product becomes what we call evergreen meaning that it can be released anytime. So now you don't have to be desperate and run out here and look for a deal. The thing is, you just have to know how to market to the people that's going to support your brand. So, you know. I, I'm i listening. Look, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited about replays. Thank goodness for replays because I'm involved in this. I'm on a council right now, you guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm saying to people, Listen, 
listening when it's one thing to talk about creativity but mm -hmm. if you're not marketing and you're not targeting and you're not planning or being strategic it's all for not exactly it's all for not oh my goodness <laughs> i really appreciate blessing us on this conversation we are definitely being elevated here today and so as we're talking about conversation because one of the things that i've seen come with that is mm -hmm. and you mentioned product is the book the kids money book now yeah, we've got damn <laughs> yes i got yes. my copy you guys get your copy i got a signed yeah. copy too, so <laughs> oh yeah good so good tangibles. Yeah. Uh, share with us what is the age of the audience for or the reading the readers what age group and this is very on point because when we're talking about real estate, um, and this is why I'm so happy that, that Dr. Toby said this, is he talked about IP. One of the things I, I share with people is the largest piece of real estate that is infinite in abundance is the mind. And you have just created something else, that IP, that other real estate, that intellectual property that people can now receive from you. So share with us a little bit about the audience and what the Kids Money book is as it parallels the, the film. Well, actually, um, the audience is grown grown-ups. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not, because I was going to write a book that was dedicated to African-American women, because okay. right now they're the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the country. Mm. But when you deal with finance, money, economics, a lot of times people are shameful to talk about it because they've come into a certain amount of money and they've misused it. You know, uh, they haven't properly managed the money. So uh, a lot of people don't like when the spotlight is on them. Hmm. So being strategic, I say, hey, let's put the spotlight on the kids. Everybody love the kids. And when you target the kids, mm -hmm. you get the child as well as the parent, because I know you're a parent, Lisa. Any any book that you're going to let your child read, guess what? You're going to read it first, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so the principles in the book are very practical, and they can be applied by an 8-year-old as well as an 80-year-old. You see what I'm saying? Because right. you take, for example, the principle number one, follow your dollar. Mm. In principle number one, we create a pie chart where we give an estimate of where our money goes. Now, if you're eight years old, that allows you to visually see, hey, 33% goes towards housing, 17% goes towards the car note. So if I'm able to see this now at an early age, then I can properly plan when I'm 18, 21 on how to position myself. If I'm 38 and I see this chart, then I say, wow, okay, I've been spending my money on my mortgage, on my car note. What if I figure out how to get rid of my mortgage and my car note? I can take that 50% of my money and I can invest that. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So practical skills like that. And the book was made colorful. We wanted to make it colorful because we want to make this conversation fun. Because a lot of times when people talk about money or talk about finance, it's like watching paint dry. It's stale, it's boring, it's dull. And you're like, oh my gosh, what are they talking about? Right. Can, you, can you be done, uh, over with now? 
So we wanted to make it fun and we wanted to make it practical. So therefore, with principles like that, like follow your dollar, value your time. If you're going to be successful in business, those are the two important things that you have to do. Number one, follow your dollar, know how your money is going out, know how your money is coming in. Number two, value your time. Because at the end of the day, where you spend mm -hmm. your time is where your treasures lie. Mm. We're all giving 86,400 seconds every day. But what you do with that time determines how you live as well as your kids, kids can live. Because I can do something right now today in this moment that can change the trajectory of how my kids will live. I can create an intellectual property right now that they can eat off of for the next 50 years, for the next 100 years. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's why... Yeah, that's why this book is practical, and that's why it's really written for adults on the low. But we put kids on it to make it fun, make it exciting, and to make it a soft sale. I, and I like that. That was very strategic and well done. Well done. You mentioned something that I want, I would like Dr. Toby to address in terms of that relationship we have with money and challenges. So, one of the things that you bring as an entrepreneur in your business is as a financial consultant. And I think that ties very well, especially if you're managing artists. And one of the things that we oftentimes see, and you know the statistics and the numbers better than I do, which is how quickly they run out of money or they are not set up properly. So would you kind of, would you touch on that for us in terms of that aspect of your business and how it relates to creativity, entrepreneurship and business? In the world of sports, there's, there's two components. Uh, if it's an art, artist who's a singer, a rapper, a musician, a producer, record label owner, and then you have NBA, NFL. So let's take the NFL. Please. In the first four years, and these are actually worse than what I'm giving. I'm being conservative. Greater than 70%. 70% of everyone that goes into the National Football League is over in four years. Majority of them broke within three years. On the other side of it, this because there's no real ecosystem. How it's traditionally set up, the agent or the manager refers you to an accountant, which is a list of five or ten people that they know or control. Or the record company recommends great attorneys that they say are good. If they're always centric to having a general relationship, and that creates a conflict of interest, and it also calls uh, and as you know, this in real estate, it's a, it's a breach of fiduciary responsibility. A fiduciary means that they are your parent or your God or Jesus or your Moses or your babysitter or your protector who's succumb, supposed to come with a completely pure mm. situation that is germane to your rise economically, which means if I am your manager and I bank at Chase Bank, it's not mm -hmm. a good idea to go to Chase Bank as an artist in case we ever have a lawsuit, there needs to be some kind of audit. Everything needs to be 100% separate. And what's happened traditionally over the last 30 to 40 years, these relationships, these guys that have been in power, 80% of them built on who they know. But our families don't have enough education. And it's just, I'd say in the last seven and a half to 12 years, I think I've been supportive of the NFL, PA, and the... Um, NBAPA and the other uh, organizations, whether it's alumni, whether it's an association, 
or fraternal organization, they haven't had that body of people like a Rick who's talking about Rick can go from the basics to the most sophisticated stuff on this. You're not going to get that because everybody hustling for that big dollar. So this right. is why part of the reason I was excited about your show. We're able to tell everybody, start everything today. Look at 10 banks around the country. Look at 10 credit card companies. Go online, read many magazine, USA Today. Look at the reports, the searches. Find out everything about banks, insurance companies, car dealerships, insurance companies. And one thing that the Black you know, Friday series teaches, and Rick will tell you this, he's talking about a holistic level of financial and economic education. So mm. I pretend before I got to my level economically, I used to pretend I was a millionaire. I used to pretend I was going to buy that house. Yeah. To, what would I do if I were to get a million bucks? I said I would find out who was managing um, John Paul Getty's money. I would find out who was managing Bill Gates, who does his accounting. These are the simple things that we can do to identify a good partner. Everybody realizes, right, that they want to know who Jay-Z uses as an attorney, who Beyonce uses as a doctor. You know, these simple things. Who did Quincy Jones use to mix his music? So this is a, a perfect time to start finding out who's who and why. Who are the top attorneys in entertainment and film? What have they done? Do they have any hits on their licenses? They're government agencies that you can go on and see if there have been any fiduciary penalties. That goes from a realtor to an investment counselor to an insurance agent, stockbroker, dig deeper than you had to deep, dig to get your, your, your talent together, right? Like, so you have to dig for those diamonds and it took that pressure to make that happen. Put the pressure on the vendor or the professional that's going to represent you and put pressure on them the way you would. When you're looking for the right beat or that right girl that's going to, or guy that's going to be on your hook or you want to make sure you're at the right venue and your sound check is good, well, check the sound of what comes back from the professional that's representing your money. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful. You touched on something. I, I did a show last week and I and people are starting to send me inboxes and messages saying I'm getting my top five. I said, who's your top five? Yeah. Wow. You got to have and your top five. Who is your top five? I just <laughs> it was on the last show. And now the messages are coming and people are saying, I'm getting my top five together. So I really appreciate what you have said wholeheartedly, because guess what? That is exactly what I've embodied. I know the number and I already had the team together before. And I called. I was calling, inquiring. What? <laughs> I was reaching out. Yep. You know, where is your office located? And I just getting a feel for it. And this is what it, you have to, let me, let me correct that. You don't have to do anything. You should step into that. You should step into that. And when we say step into your greatness or walk into your greatness, it is embodying that. And that's one of the things that I shared with Dr. Toby offline. I said, as I am preparing for the show, I was reading all his accolades, all his honors, all the work he has been put in I'm embodying that because when I'm when you talk about holistic and you both talked about that in terms of mindset and experience, the fact that I am vibrating this high that I can reach you and talk to you and now my audience and people, you just became that more real to everybody else who is vibrating on that level. Mm -hmm. You have that you become that more real. So when you said 
the fiduciary agent, which I say all the time to my clients, due diligence. This is what we're talking about. We have to do the work. All right, I'm done. <laughs> it's a great point, Lisa. And But you know what makes, so it takes that just to be in the game and to keep the game. But what moves you is the bridge in the tunnel. So my brother, Rick Mathis, is some people would say it'd be competition. We're both authors, we're both speakers, filmmakers doing, he's my brother. I would not be here without Rick. Rick is my bridge, right? So when he's my bridge to get there, I'm, I'm his toll keeper. I'm gonna find a way to create some economic opportunities to him and we reciprocated. We're teaming up to take both these books of ours, these children's books and going on a mission, but we've been brothers for years. And I think if you look at other communities, if you look at other cultures, watch I, watch I move this one. If you look at other ecosystems, before they get to the money, before they get to the mission or the man outside their community, they're living in the same house, 10, 20, 30 people cycling over a one, two, three, four, five year, 10 year term. And when they go out of that ecosystem, they have extensions that are as strong and permanent. I have you too. So now Rick has an open heart. He has an open mind. He has an open teaching system that allowed me to, to meet you, Lisa. I'm already doing some stuff in LA with you and Rick because Rick was the gatekeeper that opened up the door. So I did, all my, I did all my homework. I got everybody on my team, but where do I go with it? If my sales down, my sales are going down, my business is slow, I can call my brother on fire at this time, right? And go into his market. Or he can come into my market and turn mine up. And all of us can come together. The one thing that's missing is when you get your situation together, we're not intermodulating with one another. We have to move in conscious. Anybody I introduced Rick to, my art dealers, one of the preeminent greatest art dealers in the country, if not the world, that's now Rick's art dealer because of my 20 years of efficacy and evidence of where he goes. If Rick isn't treated well, I reduce my capacity with that partner. So now once we get all the pieces in place, we want to clear it up so that we can sit down. We don't pick it and walk up and down and make noise. We're just not going to let the cash register ring, which is what? The Black Friday. All day long. Oh, where the money goes. When I make a recommendation to Rick and it's not good, Rick is a movie, I call back that guy and go, Hey, man, you're putting some pressure on me. I know you got to be who you are. I think I'm going to do an audit on this relationship. So mm. even if you people who are very competitive, you need somebody else that's reflective of your ideals to give you more strength, or you're going to be the only one sitting in the fog amongst trees. Wow. <laughs> sitting in the fog amongst trees. I don't want to be sitting in the fog amongst trees. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, I love I it. Hey, and I got piggyback on that, Glenn, because business is a team sport. Yeah, wow. You know, yeah. and that's the thing that we have to realize that business is a team sport. So we got to learn to pull our other brothers and sisters in and play for the same team. Because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, we're all born on a team whether that's the African-American team, that's the European team, that's the Hispanic team, you're born on a team. And if you don't play for the team that you're born on, your team loses by default. Your okay. team loses by default because you're trying to play on somebody else's team. That's like, you know, the Lakers playing against the Atlanta Hawks and people on the Lakers team are shooting baskets in the, Haw in, in the Hawks basket. You know what I'm saying? Right. So points are going towards... Atlanta Hawks instead of the L.A. Lakers. 
You see what I'm saying? So that's why we have to begin to look at it. But we have a narrative that's unlike any other group in this country or on the planet for it, you know, because our land, our language and our legacy has been stolen. So now we don't know who we are. So we tend to shoot the baskets in the wrong hoop. So business is a team sport. So we got to play for the team that we were born on. That's what I always say. Mm -hmm. And and see, and I, and that's why I brought you in. This is one of the things that, and I, I, it is, I want people to hear this, the offline, just a snippet of the offline bill that we had as we connected because um, mm -hmm. Dr. Toby mentioned that. He said exactly that. Rick and I connected and Rick asked permission if he can share the platform. And if we're not doing it, and I love that Dr. Toby said that audit, right? We got to do checks and balances and have our own bureau of that, where we are saying either content quality, how can we improve it, but not doing the backlash of saying, ah, the negatives, right? The negatives and, and, and supporting one another. I am so filled. Ooh, I'm so filled. <laughs> I'm so filled right now. <laughs> I'm so filled. So Rick, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, so what's, What's new? So what's upcoming? Any events? Uh, I want people to be able to connect with you and just support in any fashion they can. And you can let them know how they can support while you're talking about what's up, up and coming. Definitely. So, of course, we have the Kids Money Book. Again, you can pick that up at the Black Friday Film Series dot com. That's Black Friday Film Series dot com. Uh, we have a screening coming up next week here in Atlanta. And uh, one of the new film studios is opening right near Centennial Park, down in the heart of Atlanta. We'll be screening Black Friday, too. So if you are in the Atlanta area, or if you want to hop on a plane, or you're going to be in, you know, this market on the uh, 25th of April, definitely stop through. Uh, you can see that flyer on the website, BlackFridayFilmSeries.com. Uh, we also have um, we have that coming up. Then we have uh, we're going to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. We'll be going there and we'll wow. be uh, screening the film as well. And uh, also teaching the kids from the kid money book, you know, so we have that coming up. So right now it's really about hands on uh, getting people to actually apply this information because we've done, you know, screenings from London to Alaska to Ghana, all of these different places and pretty much the majority cities in the U.S. But the one thing that I find is when people watch the film, they get excited and they're like, yeah, it's our time. We can do this. But then they need step-by-step -step instructions. So that's why I created the book, because now we can give you some step-by-step -step practical instructions, things that you can do that's not uh, intimidating. It just requires you to be disciplined. Mm. That's what it, success requires discipline. So if you can be disciplined and you can focus on a project for six months, nine months, for a year, then you have to you're you're pouring energy into whatever that intangible thing is that you want to bring to uh, fruition. So for example, Glenn was talking about energy earlier. That's all it is. We're one big ball of energy, and everything that you see is a reflection of that energy. You know, everything starts with a thought. What is a thought? A thought is an intangible piece of energy. 
But what is this book started with a thought, but then it became a tangible piece of energy. So now it's a tangible piece of energy that has come through fruition. You know what I'm saying? Because of discipline, because of me mastering self and me, you know, knowing my passion and knowing uh, what my purpose is here on the planet. So once mm. you know your, your purpose and once you tap into your passion, then your success or, or your or your or your motivation will just pull you towards t- success. Like Glenn said earlier, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? You, you know, you have a lot of people you ask them today. Do you want to be a millionaire? Hey, yeah. Well, how many zeros are in a million? Do you even know that? And you'll be surprised how many people don't know. How many zeros are in a million? But they want to be a millionaire. If you actually, you know, about the same question with, a, with being a billionaire. How many zeros are in a billion? And people don't know. But right. you're projecting something. You're telling the universe, say, hey, I want to be a millionaire. But you're not projecting the energy and lining your thoughts and everything else in line with that million. You see what I'm saying? So that's what you have to start doing. You have to start aligning those thoughts so when you tell the universe or you project to the universe hey i aspire to be a millionaire and the universe says okay what other steps are you taking towards being a millionaire you know what have you put out there towards being a millionaire how do you plan to make your first million if you're selling these books at 15 dollars a piece how many books would you have to sell in order to make a million dollars hmm you see what I'm saying? You got to do those type of calculations. And then the other thing, when you make that million, then how are you going to shelter that million? Because so many people are focused on getting the money, getting the money, but then they get the money and then whoop, it slipped right through their hand. They're like, oh, and then they want to go commit suicide and all of this because you had the million in your hand and you let it slip away because you did not know how to protect it. You didn't know how to shelter the funds. And I say this real quick. The two things that you have to protect your money from is taxes and interest. Mm. Those are the two fang vampire that will come suck the life out of your dollars. Taxes and interest. Well said. And that brings us back to what Dr. Toby talked about, which was who is your top five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is your top five? Okay. So uh, for those of you who are viewing online, I just want to make sure we uh, highlight Glenn Toby. That's B-L-E-N-N-T-O-B-Y dot Moby is where you can connect with him. And thank you, Peter, Andrew, for that correction. (laughs) And Dr. Toby, so I wanted to ask, um, I, I wanted to ask, there's so many questions. See, it's, it's, we can go on, but I'm not going to exasperate. I'm going to save for snippets of live conferences and seminars and workshops and all that fun jazz. So as we talk about the building and we talk about energy, I, I didn't really expect us to really go in on that. I'm very, it's so funny because I didn't expect that we were going to go this route when we talk about um, entrepreneurship and business ownership, but Rick touched on following, he knows his lane, following passion, following purpose. Would you share with us what inspired you to start the Book Bank Foundation as we're talking about passion? Yes, I was uh, homeless from eight years old to the seventh grade. 
My mother had a nervous breakdown, and obviously, there was a lot of love in the family and discipline. All the things Rick was talking about, always love in the family. You know, we were we always had a home, but we didn't have a house to live in. It was a home even living in the streets and bouncing around. And I look back through my years of success and one said, wow, how did I get from this level economically, my social wealth, spiritual wealth, my health wealth, you know what I mean? Not just financially. And I said it was learning, education, it was discipline, it was access and critical thinking. So I thought what would happen if we could take all of these essential prerequisite, prerequisites to success, model them and teach them to people from where I come from, from the hood. Whether I'm using hip hop as one of the pioneers of hip hop, whether I'm using dance music as one of the pioneers in garage and city dance music, whether it was just my brothers who, when I used to run in the street with some of the decorated guys on the other side of the law. And I found systems, a way to talk to my people, which were action oriented. Like, you know, Rick talked about the energy of the energy of creation, but without action, it doesn't exist. You know, there's, so, there's more talent in the cemetery. There's more talent in the prison than there mm. is anywhere else. Mm. People that sit in, sit in their classroom that may not get the grades because they learn differently and they've got answers that could move the university and move the professor to another place. If you look at the narrative of this country, if you look at Millennials are doing, people complain about them. Oh, these millennials are crazy. Uh, no crazy, really. Anybody on the other generation before. But they do have great tools and they're taking action like we've never seen. They are moving the world and they will. we will end up answering to them. Because most of us that are on this interview or any of us that are watching will be 80 or 90 or 100 prey sooner than we think. And they're going to have 20, 30 years to run. So we have to go back to the same methodology and be able to intercede and communicate humbly and be like the bridge, Rick, the bridge, tunnel, how Rick passes it through, gets it through, is handling, and make sure that they can pay the tolls of change. Tolls of change meaning that there's some economic support, there's a system that's modulated from the great ones, whether it's Malcolm X, John F. Kennedy, Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King, Mahandi, whoever it is. We have to make sure that these kids can pay the toll or the toll that they have to pay is not so great. Inherit our bad teachings, our bad modelings of what the ancestors and fathers have given us, that we leave them with this unfruitful uh, situation that they have to correct. So when I circle around to them, and you can give the excitement from outside, ladies and gentlemen, people are rushing to hear the podcast. This Seriously, we want to bring it all full circle and be respectful of who we're pulling up that ladder. The process of pulling somebody else means not natively they're going to vibe you. What was the ladder? What is the experience for the person that you're reaching down because they're going to pass you? What are, information are you going to give them? What is the experience you're giving them? Because if they don't pass you, your legs and arms can only take you but so far. So we have to cre recreate the system that we're able to transport great ideas and intersect one another's talents and abilities. Well said. Well said on all fronts and levels. I received that. I, I received that. 
um, especially because I am in that category of millennials. And so I have been inspired and moved to do what I do to counter all the negative of what has been said of this generation. And so I thank you for publicly acknowledging that. I have definitely had some elders say to me that we appreciate you for doing what you're doing because when they look at the generation prior to me, my predecessors, there was a snippet of a generation that said, I got mine, I'm good, but wait a minute, what about us? Mm. Right. So well, I thank fine. you. Well, and it's fine because you know what it is. If you, people don't know what the word millennial means, the problem is the narrative is they're calling them many millennials. It is a negative <laughs> extract from the beginning. So millennial, great word, a great process, and a great existence. People don't know what it is even in the dictionary. But if right. you really look, they're saying many millennials, less than I less than they were. And it's really a maxa millennial. Because no matter what anybody says, we're going to be at their beck and call. They're going to be running the world. Be nice to them. Be nice to who's taking over the system. Be cool to grandpa. Don't call grandpa crazy when he's got that remote control and the, and the Super Bowl comes on. Be- <laughs> Dr. Toby said it. Be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good illustration. I love it. Yeah, be nice. So with that being said, thank you. That is just uh, philanthropy work, give back community service is so important. And what people don't understand as we're talking about being creators, co-creators, innovators, is that our brains are designed to give. We are wired for it. We get dopamine release in our brains, it rewards us and it says, ooh, this feels good. And the spirit knows it too. Yes, yes. (laughs) I am beyond, I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm in a happy, ooh, I'm in a happy place right now. So please share with us, Dr. Toby, uh, upcoming events, how people get connected, they get plugged in on your website, we've got that. Anything happening uh, up and coming with um, the Book Bank Foundation or even personally with you? What's uh, new? Well, um, I think one of the easier ways to follow what's going on, quite a bit going on. But um, again, that's Glenn Toby, G-L-E-N-N-T-O-B-Y dot Moby, M-O-B-I. If you go into that platform, it it updates. It takes you to my Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) all these different kind of programs, videos, um, everything you want to know about me and what's going on, and it is open to community. Rick is also on Dot Mobi. He's going to give yeah, you his. Dot Mobi is phenomenal. It's an amazing tool. I definitely recommend that y'all check it out. Yeah, and that's yeah. it houses everything, and it has the uh, what is it called? The QVC code where you can scan it, and boom, and the web and the uh, website will pop up. So it's very uh, cutting edge and very revolutionary. Yeah, it's very, very helpful. Good. And I'm, coming, I'm actually so coming into Philadelphia May 19th with this amazing uh, thought leader. Her name is Patricia Mokwai. And we'll be at the Seven Pin Center. She's one of the leading thoughts changers on the planet. And I'm on this tour. You know, I, I, I go on these lectures. But I want everybody to know the Book Bank Foundation. I don't know if you saw it two weeks ago. I'm loving hip hop. We go around the country with this program. And Anthony Jackson, the president 
of our foundation put together called One Block at a Time. We go across the nation cleaning up common spaces and uncommon spaces that store owners the government don't take care of. Whole community comes out and we do that every week, every two weeks. Um, obviously we have the Little G book series as well, which this one is Little G Faces the Brooklyn Bully. And it is about my story as a young child, eight years old, looking through the world of youth homelessness. We went from that one to Little G and the Dirty Faced Angels, which is um, Little G as he grows up from eight to about 12. So we're still running around doing some big things with Rick, who has really changed the, the game of uh, children's books, education, how we do it. So we're sharing that platform through the Book Bank Foundation and uh, running my businesses, you know, like like you, Lisa, while you're trying to buy up the world on real estate, I got to make sure I'm in, treat you good so I can have some dirt to buy too. All right? I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. That is, I'm very happy to have you on today. And Clearly, as we will continue to build, we will come back and do this again so people are stay up to date because there is a there is a plethora of knowledge, experience, skill, wisdom, creativity just in this platform right now that I give thanks to. And that is because I'm a lane hugger. I stay my lane and this is what happens. <laughs> it opens me up to those uh, other individuals that are also in their lane and we can all collaborate and create that intergenerational conduit, that intergenerational wealth. Any last remarks from any of you? It's just been an absolute pleasure. We're going to wrap this up and I'm, I just, I'm like bittersweet because I can go on and on with this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Go ahead, Glenn. You have any closing remarks? Closing remarks are, people, start to build your village with, if even if you only have Lego blocks, mm. you have little baby blocks, build your village. Come inside your mind and think, what is your policy? What is your mission? How will your platform be? Create the world as your canvas. Make as many mistakes as you can so you can be an expert at losing and never lose again, because when the loss comes or anything that reduces your capacity, you can say, I have mastered my loss. I have mastered deficit. I know my spirit can tell me when that smell, that feeling, that thought has not been here yet. So don't be afraid to try. Make the world your entire canvas and create your reality today. You can control every page on your book. God decides where the book goes on the shelf at the end of the day. But in the meantime, Write your story every single day, put all this stuff together, get it prepared, own the content, and practice being everything you want to be today. Mm. Oh, oh, good, good. So um, I wanted to conclude with this. Uh, this is something that I've been sharing with uh, the students and everything uh, when I go around and speak. Right now, what I want to do is take time out to reprogram my mind. So when we're listening to TV, when we're listening to radio, it's programming our mind, right? So it's putting certain things in there, for the most part, that really aren't healthy, that's not going to uh, help us to become successful. It's going to teach us how to become consumers and stay on the hamster wheel. But the thing that I want to do now is take time to reprogram our mind by saying, I no longer use the word 
I'm spending money. We're going to delete that out of our conscious mind and we're going to say, I'm investing money. No longer will I say, I'm spending time doing this. We're going to delete that out of our conscious mind and say, I'm investing time in this. So therefore, when we replace or we reprogram our mind and we start using investing, subconsciously, we expect a return on our investment. So if you're investing your money, even if you're paying a light bill, if you're putting gas in your car, but you're investing, that's money that you're investing because you're, you're expecting a return on that investment. If you're investing time over here, like I invest time with my brother Glenn, I invest time with my sister Lisa. If I'm investing time with you, then guess what? I'm expecting a return on my time. Today, we have invested about an hour worth of time into this show. So therefore, I expect a return on the time that has been invested because now I'm projecting that out to the universe and what you project to the universe, the universe has no choice but to respond because it's a one-track mind. So when you say, I am in the universe, the universe is within me, wherever I am, the universe is. Thank you, universe, for bringing into existence the things that I project to you. So I close with that. If we want to repeat after me and we can say that, then... We can close out. Lisa, I can let you play that lovely hip hop you was playing earlier, that headbanging music that you had. I know Glenn was going to start rapping. Glenn was going to bust 16 bars over there. I saw you. I saw your headline. <laughs> I say, yeah. I say, I say to that. Yes. Oh, yes. man. Thank you all. This concludes today's episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. You all have just been part of something amazing as we talk about growing and I said this I am stubborn I am stubborn for what I am doing I am passionate about this and I thank you for being a part of the growth a part of the movement again the platform show sponsors everybody that's saying yes you all are saying yes to supporting Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, which is our mission to teach the next, to fix the now. I'll see you next week on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Ready, Set, Real Estate. Thank you.